The Alta Scientist, a scientific journal by Alta Sciences, a different kind of CRO and CDMO. Issue 20. In this issue, validation of immunogenicity assays to support non-clinical and clinical studies, including different purposes and challenges. Section 1. Introduction. Regulatory guidelines focusing on immunogenicity assays for clinical studies are not all applicable to non-clinical requirements and their unique challenges. While we have a full understanding of regulatory requirements for clinical studies, the lack of regulatory documents addressing the particular needs of non-clinical immunogenicity studies has contributed to less consensus on appropriate immunogenicity testing strategies and validation parameters. This, by extension, has led to different approaches being adopted by the drug development industry. In the absence of applicable guidelines, a recent white paper from Lorraine Ayal describes a strategic approach to non-clinical immunogenicity assessment. Section 2. Challenges and Goals Overview Non-clinical and clinical immunogenicity assessments each have their own challenges. For instance, Achieving the appropriate level of drug tolerance in non-clinical studies may be difficult, and availability of clinical reagents in early stages of non-clinical studies versus a long-term supply to support clinical phases of the drug development program may present a challenge. The main goal of clinical immunogenicity assessment is to ensure patient safety and provide the required information to support efficacy results by characterizing the immune response generated against the drug in terms of quality, and quantity. The purpose of non-clinical immunogenicity assessment of drugs destined for human use is primarily to support the understanding of toxicokinetic data. For example, we may assess the impact of administering high doses of the drug following single or multiple injections, as the impact of anti-drug antibodies can contribute to the planning of subsequent non-clinical toxicology studies and ultimately clinical dosing decisions. In non-clinical studies, the drug may be foreign to the host, as the biotherapeutics are developed to mimic human molecules, and they may be administered at much higher doses than will be given to humans. As a consequence, the immune response generated in non-clinical studies is often expected and needs to be interpreted with caution. In some cases, the polyclonal sera generated in rabbits as a positive control may be sufficient for non-clinical studies. However, the positive control may be changed to well-characterized monoclonal antibodies for the monitoring of assay performance to ensure the long-term supply for Phase two and three efficacy trials. Sensitivity of the anti-drug antibody method is sometimes an issue in clinical studies, especially when working with complex matrices such as those from oncology disease-type populations. Clinical studies also require additional levels of characterization of the immune responses and the development of cell-based neutralizing antibody assays and domain-binding specificity determinations, both of which can be complex and challenging, may be necessary. This review highlights Alta Science's approach and experience in validating immunogenicity assays for non-clinical and clinical studies, and shares some of our approaches for each. Section 3. Validation of Immunogenicity Assays for Non-Clinical Studies Alta Sciences offers non-clinical immunogenicity method qualification or validation based on the latest industry recommendations, as well as study-specific requirements. The choice between method qualification versus validation is mostly related to the stage of drug development and whether the study is GLP or non-GLP. 
Anti-drug antibody method qualification will include basic parameters of non-clinical validation in smaller number of replicates and lots used for cut-point analysis. Validation of a non-clinical immunogenicity assay at Alta Sciences is comprised minimally of the screening assay, with the option to include either the titration and or the confirmation assay, depending on project needs. The validation is tailored to support the needs of a non-clinical study. Therefore, drug tolerance, cut-point analysis, sensitivity, precision, robustness, and stability are evaluated to detect immune responses that impact drug exposure and the interpretation of toxicology results. Fewer individual lots and a reduced number of data points are used to establish cut points relative to clinical immunogenicity assessments, and assay parameters such as sensitivity and precision are evaluated using a reduced number of runs and requirements. One of the main challenges encountered in non-clinical bioanalytical immunogenicity assessment is the ability to ensure that the assay is designed to reach the appropriate level of drug tolerance. Drug tolerance of an assay may be defined as the ability of the assay to detect anti-drug antibodies in the presence of a defined concentration of drug. If the drug is present at higher concentration in the sample, it can hinder the detection of anti-drug antibodies. As non-clinical immunogenicity assays are used to support toxicology studies, the concentration of drug in circulation is often still very high at anti-drug antibody sample collection time points. Therefore, assay performance is critical to ensure that drug tolerance is achievable. Factors that may impact assay performance are the source of the positive control used and the design of the immunogenicity assay. The positive control used can be generated against a single epitope of the biotherapeutic drug, the monoclonal antibody, or against the entire drug molecule, so polyclonal, from animals immunized with the entire biotherapeutic protein. Since the main function of the positive control is to mimic the immune response that may be generated against the full biotherapeutic protein, polyclonal sera are considered to be more representative of the expected anti-drug antibody response observed in animals or humans. These consist of various affinities and binding sites and are therefore recommended whenever possible. In contrast, a monoclonal antibody is usually of high affinity and specific to one epitope, which may not be as representative of the immune response to the full biotherapeutic protein. Regardless of the source of the positive control, they are used to estimate the relative assay sensitivity and drug tolerance of an assay to the drug. Multiple strategies are available and have been used by Alta Sciences to mitigate the impact of the drug on anti-drug antibody detection. Our laboratories have evaluated drug tolerance using several types of assay formats covering a variety of biotherapeutic drug molecules. In this example, the initial acid dissociation pretreatment was not sufficient to provide the appropriate level of drug tolerance, and therefore more complex strategies were tested. The affinity capture elution method and high ionic strength dissociation were tested, with no success. The affinity capture method is based on affinity capture of the anti-drug antibody to the drug coated onto a solid phase, followed by removal of the excess free drug, release of the anti-drug antibody through acid dissociation, and transfer of the bound anti-drug antibody, and subsequent detection using biotinylated drug. The high ionic strength dissociation assay method in this case uses magnesium chloride instead of acid, physically separate ADA and ADA drug complexes from the drug and sample matrix. The solid phase extraction with acid dissociation was also tested 
which consists of capturing the anti-drug antibody via a biotinylated drug capture onto steptavidin plates to physically separate the anti-drug antibody and the anti-drug antibody drug complexes from the drug and the sample matrix. The acid dissociation step removes the ADA from the biotinstreptavidin complex, and detection is performed by simple direct electrochemiluminescence immunoassay. This method resulted in an improved drug tolerance level of 10 micrograms per milliliter. However, this level was much lower than the expected trough concentration of 400 micrograms per milliliter in the study samples. Precipitating the anti-drug antibody and anti-drug antibody drug complexes separation from the free drug as a sample pretreatment step, followed by an acidic treatment to dissociate the anti-drug antibodies from the drug, was deemed successful in reaching the required drug tolerance, meaning that drug tolerance of 750 micrograms per milliliter was obtained. This case study successfully demonstrated how the use of monoclonal antibodies as surrogate positive control, combined with the longer half-life of many biotherapeutic drugs, such as monoclonal antibodies, bispecific antibodies, and antibody drug conjugates, can lead to challenging immunogenicity method development to achieve the appropriate drug tolerance levels to support toxicology studies. When there are high levels of circulating drug, one or multiple mitigation strategies are often required. And when the affinity of the positive control is very high, meaning a high affinity monoclonal anti-idiotypic antibody, it has to be considered in the method development strategy. Early discussion between the bioanalytical scientists and sponsors is crucial for identification of possible challenges that may be encountered in assay development. As non-clinical immunogenicity assays are acquired at the early stage of a drug development program, critical reagents are not always readily available. For example, the positive control requires several months to obtain and, to avoid delays, needs to be generated well before initiation of the immunogenicity assay development. In some cases, the use of commercially available positive control may be an option. Non-clinical studies are usually limited in data that would help support immunogenicity assay development and address specific questions such as the expected concentrations of drug to anticipate at the appropriate immunogenicity sample collection time points. The bioanalytical scientists proactively request these data as soon as the toxicokinetic analysis is complete to ensure that the drug tolerance level validated is appropriate to support the study needs. Section 4. Validation of Immunogenicity Assays for Clinical Studies Immunogenicity assays have to adapt as the drug development program progresses. Non-clinical assays may be qualified or validated with few requirements. However, immunogenicity assays used to support clinical studies need to be validated with well-defined, regulation-compliant requirements. For instance, the requirement level of sensitivity for anti-drug antibody assays must be of 100 nanograms per milliliter, as per the FDA's 2019 guidance on immunogenicity. Development effort must be invested to achieve these levels while dealing with different levels of interference. The interference observed in immunogenicity assays, especially when disease-type populations are used, can present a significant challenge. Multiple factors can contribute to immunogenicity assay interference, such as the drug itself, rheumatoid factor, the presence of soluble target or receptor, an endogenous counterpart, co-administered drug, pre-existing antibodies, and other proteins, such as lipid or hemoglobin. 
Over the years, useful strategies have proven to be successful in mitigating interference challenges. Access and availability of disease-type matrices to support method validation can also be limited. And despite the effort to obtain such matrices, the question of whether they represent study samples may also arise due to medications, strict inclusion, and exclusion criteria of the clinical study protocol, and other considerations. In some cases, clinical immunogenicity assessments require the characterization of anti-drug antibody domain specificity of biotherapeutic drugs that have multiple domains, such as bispecific antibodies, crystallizable fragment fusion proteins, antibody drug conjugates, or PEG-related proteins. While optional, the characterization of the binding specificity may be a regulatory requirement when it is linked to the clinical safety risk assessment. Characterization of the antibody specificity can also be important to perform when pre-existing antibody reactivity is observed in naive individuals. It is important to understand its source, and the extent of investigation required will depend on the stage of the drug development program. While for non-clinical studies, such investigations are often not required, because the biotherapeutic drug is foreign to the host, it is critical when supporting clinical immunogenicity assessment. An immunogenicity assay was to be developed at Alza Sciences to support a clinical study for a phosphorotheoate oligonucleotide drug that activates toll-like receptor 9 through its unmethylated, repeated unmethylated cytosine-guanine dinucleotide motifs. A high background signal was observed in many naive human serum lots, which created a significant interlot variability that could have impacted the cut point determination. As part of our investigation, it was first important to determine whether this reactivity was due to non-antibody interfering components in the serum or whether it was due to pre-existing antibodies, such as a non-antibody interfering molecule could possibly be mitigated by assay optimization. We used magnetic beads coupled with protein A and G as a sample pretreatment step to deplete the samples from all antibodies. Results demonstrated that the depletion completely inhibited the signal. Following confirmation that the reactivity was mostly due to antibodies, we characterized the domain specificity of the antibodies and confirmed whether they were directed against the sequence only, without backbone modification, or to the phosphorotheoate backbone itself, using a scramble sequence. Results demonstrated that most of the treatment-naive samples were reacting against the sequence itself, the full molecule, and the phosphorotheoate backbone in a similar proportion. In contrast, the positive control that was raised against the full molecule showed a response against both the backbone and the sequence, and a higher response against the full molecule, which suggests a synergistic response when both the sequence and the backbone are combined. Although oligonucleotides are typically non-immunogenic, this particular pre-existing reactivity is suspected to be directed against the repeated CPG motifs. The repeated CPG motifs are thought to be immunogenic in nature because they are a staple of bacterial DNA, which subjects would have previously mounted an immune response against due to exposure in daily life. Knowing the specificity of the pre-existing antibody response observed allows us to adopt the appropriate statistical model to determine the cut point that takes this pre-existing reactivity into account when identifying post-dose drug-induced immunogenicity. Critical reagents will directly impact assay performance and as such have an important role in immunogenicity assays. Although critical reagent qualification is deemed important by regulatory agencies, 
the qualification requirements are not well described in the guidelines. Fortunately, industry recommendations can be found and are typically used. A change in critical reagent can be considered minor or major, depending on the type of critical reagent. For example, the drug product, positive control, labeled reagents, the matrix, or coated plates, and the nature of the change. Minor changes may include such modifications as a new lot of the drug product with the same formulation and protein concentration, new matrix lots with no contributing interfering factors, or new lots of labeled reagents with the same labeling ratio. Major changes can be due to a new drug product formulation, a new matrix lot with contributing interfering factors, or a new lot of positive control from a new bleed from the same animal. Major changes need to be addressed accordingly in order to avoid a significant impact on ongoing studies. A new lot of critical reagent considered as a minor change can be qualified by assessing its performance through a precision run and comparing the performance to the original lot. To address major changes, additional qualification assessments are required to ensure that the critical assay parameters, such as cut points, drug tolerance, sensitivity, or selectivity, are not impacted. The strategy applied to qualify these critical reagents will need to be scientifically sound. For clinical studies, it is often difficult to evaluate the complete duration of the study as subject enrollment time is variable. Thus, the selection and availability of critical reagents for clinical studies need to be confirmed ahead of time. For example, as the clinical drug development program moved from phase one to phase three for one of our sponsors, the lot of the drug used changed. The critical reagent used in validation was therefore different from the one to be used in phase three. Differences were observed in the formulation as well as the protein content and adding an additional level of qualification to the reagent before using it to support the study was justified. During drug development, cell-based assays are used for multiple purposes, including the determination of neutralizing antidrug antibodies. The detection of neutralizing antidrug antibodies is part of the characterization of the immune response in patients treated with a biotherapeutic drug. In these cell-based assays, the ability of neutralizing antidrug antibodies to inhibit the biological action of the biotherapeutic drug is monitored, including the modulation of a biological process in the target cell. Therefore, the presence of the drug in study samples may interfere the assay response readout and result in a loss of sensitivity to detect the neutralizing antidrug antibody. During development of a neutralization assay, Drug tolerance and sensitivity should be considered as important factors to address in parallel. The drug tolerance evaluation should be performed with an accurate drug concentration, estimated at the time of sampling, based on available pharmacokinetic data. Usually, the use of acid dissociation or other mitigation strategies could improve the drug tolerance of the cell-based assay, but can reduce the sensitivity of the assay due to harsh acid conditions used in the procedure which may lead to denaturation of the neutralizing antidrug antibodies. This was observed in a cell-based neutralizing antidrug antibody assay that was developed by Alta Sciences for a peptide drug. In this example, drug tolerance was significantly low, leading to the use of several mitigation strategies to remove the drug from the samples, which either led to a decrease in sensitivity or was proven not to be effective. The final assay format for that neutralizing antidrug antibody cell-based assay was defined by adjusting the minimum required dilution 
to a level that maintain an acceptable sensitivity with a minimum impact on the cell-based assay from the peptide. We performed pharmacokinetic analysis of the drug at the time of the neutralizing anti-drug antibody sampling to ensure that an appropriate estimate of the drug concentration was present in regards to the required sensitivity. This information was crucial since small variations of the drug level in the sample could lead to loss of sensitivity and result in false negative interpretation of the results. Sometimes, it may not be possible to reach the regulatory sensitivity and the appropriate drug tolerance level for cell-based assays. In such a case, after evaluating the impact on the clinical study, a compromise may be needed between sensitivity and drug. Section 5. Conclusion AltaScience's deep knowledge of fit-for-purpose, non-clinical, and clinical immunogenicity assessment allows efficacious acceleration of drug development. We routinely tailor assay development and undertake a validation that supports the three R's principle of reduction and saves time and resources. We have non-clinical and early-phase clinical expertise with integrated solutions to ensure that as your drug development program accelerates from non-clinical to clinical phases, we achieve efficiencies through adaptation of the non-clinical ADA method to human serum. This is achieved by minimally changing the matrix, whenever possible, and extensively assessing the appropriate parameters required for the clinical study, such as sensitivity, specificity, cut points, and selectivity in normal or disease matrix, and adjusting the assay accordingly. The same critical reagents are ideally secured in large amounts in order to maintain assay reproducibility throughout the clinical study and are re-qualified in the new assay format. Our non-clinical and clinical scientific experts work closely together to maximize efficiencies and share their knowledge and experience to deliver the best possible approaches to your immunogenicity assay requirements. That brings us to the end of Issue 20 of the Alta Scientist, Validation of Immunogenicity Assays to support non-clinical and clinical studies, different purposes and challenges. We hope you enjoyed this audio recording. Join us again next time as we dive deeper into more critical processes in early phase drug development. You can also write to us at contact at altasciences.com or visit altasciences.com to learn more about what makes altasciences a different kind of CRO and CDMO. Alta Sciences is an integrated drug development solution company offering pharmaceutical and biotechnology companies a proven, flexible approach to preclinical and clinical pharmacology studies, including formulation, manufacturing, and analytical services. For over 25 years, Alta Sciences has been partnering with sponsors to help support educated, faster, and more complete early drug development decisions. Alta Sciences integrated Full-service solutions include preclinical safety testing, clinical pharmacology, and proof of concept, bioanalysis, program management, medical writing, biostatistics, clinical monitoring, and data management, all customizable to specific sponsor requirements. Alta Sciences helps sponsors get better drugs to the people who need them faster.